0: Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay for us, bitten. You are now tuning to the sounds of CFRE Radio 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFRE Radio.com. It is your man DM Cool and welcome to Cool Radio. Us. Ain't no us, they be us, be so
1: prosperous, ain't no us, ain't
0: no us, they be us, be so prosperous. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFRERadio.com. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome to another Thursday edition of Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know. <clears throat> your ass better call somebody you better call somebody indeed tell a friend to tell a friend that we are back on the air after a week hiatus i know we couldn't broadcast last week due to inclement weather conditions i mean it was to the point where we had to shut the school down which includes the student center so my apologies but nonetheless the roads are fine. We're back on the air. Everything is all good in the hood. You already know how we do. Uh, we have a lot to get to on today's show, man. We have so many entertaining topics to get to. First of all, we got to talk about this whole situa- situation between the party next door and Kaylani. We got to talk about Tory Lanez is setting some sort of riot. We have to talk about a whole bunch of things, but... Before we get to all that, you already know how I like to do at the opening segment of the show. And also just to keep you guys aware that uh we have Alicia West, aka Ace in the building. She is going to be talking to us about all these different topics and a whole bunch more. But like I said before, we have some pressing matters to attend to. So with that being said, I think it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. This bitch breathe. breathe.
1: breathe.
0: <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, you already know how it is, man. Um Shout-out to J.C. Nas, classic, uh, classic drop. But before we get to all of that, man, uh, we're going to open up a few things right here, first and foremost. Um, so this past week, I finally got to see Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice. And everyone's been hyping up this movie for the longest, longest time. And, you know, me being a Batman fan, like a hardcore Batman fan, I've been watching Batman ever since I was like... You know, running around in my diapers and stuff like that. I, of course, had to take initiative to see it. As for Superman, you already know how I feel about Superman. I think he's whack. I think he's lame. He's the most overrated superhero of all time. Therefore, my expectations to see this movie, eh, was kind of low. So after finally seeing it, I must say that the movie was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was just okay. I mean, the hype around it, it did not match the quality of the film, in my opinion. And I think the biggest error within that film is the fact that they tried to put too much into the film as far as the plot is concerned. They should have stuck to the main plot, which which is to have Batman go up against Superman for whatever reason. But not only do they have that plot, but they had also other plots as well, which are trying to tie into the uh, the DC cinematic universe, which is supposed to introduce Aquaman and the Flash and Cyborg and all these other characters for future films. And I get that, but the way they executed that was kind of poor in my opinion. I didn't like the Jesse Eisenberg rendition of of Lex Luthor. I thought he was more like Riddler meets Joker instead of the cold, callous. And calculated Lex Luthor that we know from the cartoons and the comic books. It was a far cry away from that, so I didn't really agree with that as well. And then of course Superman, uh, just nothing kills this guy except Kryptonite. Like I don't understand. Like he has every superhero power in the world. I don't see how anyone can get emotionally invested in someone who can do basically everything. But that deserves its own separate broadcast and video. Um, I would say the best thing about this movie was probably Batman. Batman was dope. Everyone kept on. Bitching and complaining about, oh, Ben Affleck, he's going to ruin Batman. We want Christian Bale. Listen, this is probably the best Batman since Christian Bale, all right? As far as the hierarchy of Batmans concerned, he's probably number two, maybe. But at least we did not get George Clooney Batman. That's one thing that we got to be thankful for. Nonetheless, overall, it was an okay movie. If I had to rate it from a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it a six, to be honest. Um, But... Don't rely upon my verdict for the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. Have an open mind for yourself and let me know what you think. And you can tell me right on my Twitter page at gm underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Like that plug, right? Of course. Anyways, um, coming up after the break around the 8.15 mark, man, we got Ace in the building. She's going to be talking to us about how she got her start in media and a whole bunch of other things. But before we get to that, um, it's time to have some fun right now, man. Um, I've been feeling this song for a long time. It's probably about a year old by now, but I still groove to it no matter what the situation may be. I'm talking about the artist known as Dram, and this is called Cha-Cha. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Do not miss the beat. Don't you dare. Nope. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, we do have our guest for the evening. This person, me and her, we go way back to, I would say, maybe Roger's TV days, you know, as aspiring media personalities or what have you, and so far, we have Cross paths once again, and I see that she's doing... Big and major things with her own brand imprint and what have you. We are here to talk about that. We are here to talk about her change from industry to industry and how she's gaining more success off of it, so on and so forth. Ladies and gentlemen, Alicia West, aka Ace, is in the building. Ace, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for
0: coming by. You know, you're all busy and everything, so I appreciate you uh, making the time and the effort to come through.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Light work. (laughs) Of course. I know. Light, right? (laughs) What? Light work. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, we have so many things to discuss on today's program, but... First and foremost, what I want to know as you're doing your Snap. Uh, Periscope. <laughs> the Periscope? Oh, Periscope. I need to try it out ex- one time. Ex- excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 you dropped out <down> one time. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about how you came up with the name Ace, actually, because I'm quite curious about uh, that.
1: It's actually my initials.
0: Is it really? Yeah. Okay. It's my
1: initials. And so... Um, At one point, my dad used to think that my last name was Ellis Spencer, hyphenated. Okay. And so he used to call me Aces, and I was like, no, my last name's not Spencer. So it was like, (laughs) Ace, and it's stuck with me. I have it tattooed on me, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just evolved into, like, Ace Online and all that good stuff. Um, I used to be Alicia Online when I came to Twitter, Mm -hmm. and then I realized that a lot of people were... Calling me Ace on the regular. Yeah. Um, back because of those MSN days. You know? Exactly. You had the that. MSN days. I used with a nickname, like uh-huh. Ace, and um, people were actually calling me it. So I changed it from Alicia Online to Ace Online. And okay. Duck. It's, it's everything now. There it's we life. go. <laughs> it's like It's a
0: brand. It's the imprint. Yeah. It's a way of life. You can say that as well. Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. Like, you know, hashtag just ace it. Exactly. You know, Shame was plugging. she was plugging. You know?
0: <laughs> no, we're going to pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep it moving, though so uh i know you were in marketing before that was like your initial field but then you decided yeah (laughs) exactly and then you decided to make the initial jump into uh media Mm -hmm. so uh what brought you to that decision
1: um, so, it's kind of been a back and forth thing. I originally went to school for advertising, mm-hmm. and then that's when I took my postgrad for media. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did go out to D.C. to do my internship and all that stuff, but when I came back to Canada, I realized that it was really hard to like, get a job in media. Yeah. <laughs> and so, there was a while where I was just kind of testing things out, and mm-hmm. I ended up starting a blog. It was called omydecor.com yeah. and it was a home decor blog. Mm-hmm. And I started getting like a lot of traction on social media and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I really really utilize like my marketing skills mm-hmm. um for that blog and then that's when i started getting full-time jobs so mm-hmm. i worked at like blow blow dry bar spin master toys which is one of like the top toy companies in the world okay. and then um the latest was at isobar which is an ad agency so mm-hmm. i did like social media campaigns for big clients like e1 espresso directs like yeah. all this cool stuff um But after in November, um, I actually like got laid off my job. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, hey... Maybe I should just go back to media and do the thing that I really wanted to do.
0: Exactly. Follow your heart.
1: You know, it made me happy. And so that's what I've been doing since November. Just really trying to hustle and get mm-hmm. my name out there even more than what it was.
0: Exactly. And I feel like you getting laid off late last year was a blessing in disguise. Basically. It was a
1: blessing in disguise. I mean, obviously it hurts sometimes. Oh, and yeah, of course. Like, Dang, like, how are you just going to come up a position like that? Right. But um, it's been nothing but great things ever since. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it's hard to work the media game out here in Canada, but I'm yep. trying to make it happen.
0: Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people who are in our position, we try to create our own doors rather than trying to bust into the ones that we are told to try to open, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the great thing about, about people like us in our position where, like, where we're go-getters and like, we're trying to establish a brand mm-hmm. where it's trying to get recognized. And it may get recognized because it stands out in a certain way. Yeah. So I definitely feel like you're on the right path for sure.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm just trying to do whatever I can, put my name on whatever I can. Um, mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, is just like pushing as much content as possible, whether it's through my blog, whether mm-hmm. it's through like Vibe, mm-hmm. um, putting out YouTube videos, being here, like do you know what I mean? Right, whatever I can. Right. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> um, but yeah, this. Past weekend i was actually in new york mm-hmm. and i auditioned for something called the ween academy okay and um it's for women in entertainment it's kind of like an organization and they're doing this four-week program in the summer mm-hmm. where um they pretty much teach you the ins and outs of entertainment mm-hmm. and it was super cool because there were so many like women who are deep in the media game like mm-hmm. worked for top level like companies are on tv from bet to nbc mm-hmm. NS. MSNBC, Yeah, yeah, you got it, yeah. Like CNN, all those things, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. There's almost 200 people. Um, oh, wow. Made it to the top 35, and then hopefully I'll make it to the final... 20, should know in a couple weeks but exactly you, you know things I, like I got that faith. that I are really faith. good right yeah, yeah just establishing my name and being like hey i'm here this is what i'm trying to do
0: mm-hmm. exactly you gotta put yourself out there as well mm-hmm. so yeah you definitely have no problem doing that no, <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly so one of the things that you take interest in is um music actually mm-hmm. so when did your love for music begin
1: um hmm. that's a good question <laughs> i think it's always been something that's been around mm-hmm. um my mom used to listen to like a lot of R and B stuff back in the day, so mm-hmm. I grew up on like the Mariah Carey stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, like I was into more pop music when I was a kid, yep. and then I think when I got to middle school, that's when I was like, okay, hip hop's really cool. Started yeah. following like Fab. He used to be my favorite rapper. He used to be
0: a lot of people's favorite. <laughs> yeah, <rapper. laughs> Fab used to be my
1: favorite rapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ja Rule, 50 Cent, yep, and yeah. then when Kanye dropped um College Dropout, of course, classic. I was like, okay, all hail, yeah, yeah, Kanye. Hence the last name uh-huh. that everybody thinks. <laughs> like, it's me. been around so long that people actually think oh, it's Alicia right. West. <laughs> no,
0: kill me. That is hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess. I really started to take an interest in uh, middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. I would listen to music all the time, have my MP3 blasting. I would quote songs, especially R&B songs. And when Twitter came along. Oh boy, it was a rap. (laughs) That's all my Twitter feed used to be was like lyrics and stuff like that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, ever since then, I've been trying to follow it as much as I can
0: absolutely and just like with music you also have like a fascination for sports as well mm-hmm. and i remember back in the day you know back in the rogers days you we were yeah. telling me how you used to play ball and yeah. you, used, you, used to, you used to be like a ball girl for the raptors like way back in the day yeah during, like,
1: i did i did oh my god i can't credit. even remember that trust me
0: trust me i have a big head for a reason all right so <laughs> so my thing is you know like what got you so immersed in sports in the first place
1: i was tall yeah <laughs> that helps like no but um i my mom had always put me into some type of activity like i didn't grow up in the greatest like area yeah so she always wanted to keep me busy Mm -hmm. i've literally done everything from figure skating to gymnastics to soccer Mm -hmm. and then finally when i got to middle school that's when i was like okay let me try basketball Mm -hmm. and it kind of stuck um I was the ball girl for the Raptors yeah, when yeah. I was like 14. That was like a bring your kids to work day. Yeah. Because my mom um, worked for MLSE. Okay. And so that was really dope. I got to meet like Vince Carter and Mikey. Ah, Milky. my boy. Like, my boy. It's my I boy. actually didn't like Vince Carter then. So. Ah, <laughs>
0: boo. Uh, boo. No, I
1: was not a Vince Carter fan. And I remember he hurt himself that yeah. day. And I was just like, ha ha, like you suck. That's what you get from being a mama's boy. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, this
0: interview is over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't get his yeah. like legacy, like legacy that he has now, and I respect him as a player. Mm-hmm. But I mean,
0: back still, then, yeah, still waters run deep, <laughs> basically.
1: But yeah, so I don't know. I played at every level up mm-hmm. to college.
0: So, ball is life. Hey, ball, yo, ball is <laughs> life indeed. I can't even get mad at that. Um, so let me ask you: so for someone who mm-hmm. is well interested in music, someone who has played sports as well, particularly in basketball, mm-hmm. in your opinion. Why is the relationship between hip-hop and basketball so strong?
1: Because ball players want to be uh, rappers and rappers want to be athletes. It's a it's, fact. It's a fact. Straight fact. They just, like, I don't know. They just want to be each other. They both yeah. live, like, glamorous lives. And I guess mm-hmm. each one, like, the rapper gets some different benefits than what the athlete does. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a lot of these people who are either rappers or athletes, they didn't grow up in... Good the best area right yeah. and so all the, these little boys dreams were to either be a rapper or an athlete so yeah. I mean they made one of them and I feel like they're just like okay like, I want to be the other one. And that's why you see, like, the Kobe's rapping, Shaq's rapping, yeah. like, um, who doesn't name, Damon Lillard. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually nice. He's nice. I heard nice. he's nice. I don't think I've seen anything. I, I did see a commercial. Have you seen I've that? seen the commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I also saw, the first time I heard him rap was on Swing in the morning, actually. Oh, okay. And I think he was spitting over, I think it was Dead Presidents, actually. Okay. And, like, everyone knows, like, oh, that you have to like, come correct on that yeah. one. So he did, I was like... Okay, D, I see you. I think his name is like Dame Dollar or something like that.
1: Yes, I think it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like he needs to change that name because I feel like he's better than that name, but that's my personal opinion. But yeah. he's nice with the lyrics, so I can't even get mad.
1: Do what you gotta do. But yeah. I mean, like hip hop in general, it influences multiple cultures, it's not just like, yeah, not the just a black culture like or like,
0: not just like. Uh, African American culture or mm-hmm. anything like that it's it's, it's worldwide
1: hip hop is like very prevalent in marketing, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that I've picked up over the years mm-hmm. um and that actually has to do with the fact that one. Like, black people have buying power. They're mm-hmm. more quick to, like, hop onto trends. But also, these hip-hop artists mm-hmm. represent something that is not only global. Like, you're not just going to get, like, African-Americans who are fans. You're also going to get the the Caucasians, mm-hmm. the Asians, whatever else. Like, all exactly. races at one point are going to listen to some type of artist.
0: Exactly. And the thing with hip-hop is that what people, well, a lot of people who, who are outside of the culture don't realize mm-hmm. is that hip-hop starts a lot of the trends that are now popular in pop culture now. Mm-hmm. Like, so when people are saying fishism or or whatever, yeah. they don't realize that that was from E-40 who comes from the Bay Area of California mm-hmm. where that language is prevalent or Ebonic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize that, and I even hate to use this as an example, but twerking has been around ever since, like, the 90s and, like, now it just became popular. Even, no. like, the figure of, like, a lot of women that are marketable within hip-hop culture mm-hmm. when they see women like Kim Kardashian she have that type of figure, for example, that came, that somewhat came from hip-hop, you know, it mm-hmm. comes from even further back, but let's not go down the timeline, yeah. but hip-hop is one that popularized it, basically, mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of people, you know, if they don't know, then they eventually will realize that hip-hop is, like, the foundation of pop culture, in a sense.
1: Yeah, hip-hop is a movement, at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. I really believe it, it has its, like, hand in a lot of things, and, mm-hmm. um, sports, marketing, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But sometimes it doesn't even get the credit that it does, right? Exactly. Like, in terms of award shows and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, like, looked upon um, very lowly. But I I just never understood that.
0: I think it's just because it's seen as a gimmick sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people within the hip-hop culture, and certain rappers in particular, um, who aren't necessarily the most skilled rappers, basically. Yeah. They kind of treat it like a gimmick, basically. They mm-hmm. treat it like, uh, like a paycheck, basically. They just mm-hmm. come out with like one hot single, they rest on that, and they might come out with something else like three years later, but yep. they may be gone because the trend isn't what it used to be anymore. And I feel like when you have artists like that, then they kind of make... The culture itself a bit of a parody because the mainstream media is feeding into it and mm-hmm. then they kind of decide that it's either a running gag or that it's just something that people shouldn't be consuming anymore. So I feel like people kind of focus on the negative of mm-hmm. it too often rather than what it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. If we focus a lot more on the level that Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole rap on, then I feel like people would be more opening their like eyes a lot homosexual. more. Yeah, yeah. Not, not to say that there isn't room for the jokey stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but it sh- there should be some sort of parody basically mm-hmm. there should be an equal pie for each subgenre i guess yeah. you could call it
1: yeah for sure you definitely have to have some type of quality with your music right mm-hmm. um i was listening to the rap radar podcast with biggs i don't know if you're onto to that but it's like my favorite thing to listen to okay okay and so biggs he's one of the co-founders of um Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. and so he was talking oh kareem burke yeah 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 so he was talking and he said that um for an artist that like usually three albums is, like, a really good career for you. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy when you think about, like, the Jay-Z's who then, have so many yeah, albums. Yeah, and then Nas
0: and, like, and Cool J. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool J alone has, like, he has so like, many. Yeah, he
0: has, like, I think, like, 13 yeah, or 14. I think he's on like, 13.
1: He might be on his 14th. The last time I checked, it was 13. Yeah. So. But even, like, Rihanna, who... That was because of, like, a whole different situation. She mm-hmm. had to put on multiple, like, albums to make her money. Mm-hmm. But um, she has, like seven albums or something like that so yeah seven <laughs> okay
0: albums maybe but I yeah mean, you know
1: <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do when your accountant's ripping you off right i guess you gotta stay on tour <laughs> i guess so
0: i guess so can't but, get mad at it from a money aspect if that's the case
1: yeah but the fact that they they say that or they're aware that three albums is like
0: yeah like to the, me the that's shelf that's nothing life. Yeah. But
1: it's like oh wow okay so it's
0: it's kind of funny you say that because though, because um, Dr. Dre, for example, has three albums, basically. But uh, I feel like with Dr. Dre, he's a completely different case because but he's a producer, right? Dr.
1: Dre is like, on a whole nother yeah. level, man. <laughs> like, he's probably like,
0: he's arguably the biggest icon in hip-hop history. Like, when yeah, you've been around for sure. since the mid-80s and you're still relevant to this day,
1: mm-hmm. no one no like can he, touch that. And he doesn't, it's just his brand, exactly. right? Exactly. And he's such a smart guy where he knows how to, like, get his hands into different things. And that's the biggest thing that with artist I think you mm-hmm. can't just do the music you have to do yeah, editing, exactly you have to, in this
0: day and age especially you, you
1: need to know how to monetize your brand right because mm-hmm.
0: so. yeah those checks aren't going to keep coming in forever
1: mm-hmm. no and it's just it's crazy how much the game has changing, especially with Kanye's last album. Oh god!
0: The- <laughs> oh god! Oh lord! Are, are we are we talking "Use or are we talking uh, "Life of Pablo"?
1: Um, TLOP, "Life of Pablo." <laughs> you know what?
0: I actually haven't listened to that album yet. I
1: haven't listened to it either, and that's because I don't have a title, right? Uh,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: But the fact that he only released it to the title is something that's like astonishing to me because it. It's kind of like, okay, if you're just going to release it to Tidal, then that means does your next one is only going to be released exactly. to Tidal, and does that mean I actually have to become a subscriber of Tidal, and does that mean other artists are only going to... Like, with Drake, is he mm-hmm. only going to release to like Apple? Yeah. And then that, that kind <clears> of <throat> like, like...
0: It's a monopoly at this point, basically. Yeah,
1: and it kind of tears the fans away. It does. Because not everybody's going to have the money exactly. to subscribe to every single platform. Exactly.
0: Now it's like a civil war in a sense, mm-hmm. basically.
1: But to be honest... I just read an article that said that two hundred and fifty his album has had two hundred and fifty million streams Yeah. Which is crazy because uh-huh. he wouldn't have sold all those records. Exactly. Right? But people downloaded the app to listen to yep, it. Yep, yep. And so now I'm just scared that rappers are gonna be like, No, like I I wanna do that too. I just wanna like commit to one thing. Yeah. Um I don't know if you're if you know about Little Yachty.
0: No, I do know. What's this case? Okay,
1: so Little Yachty's new. He's pretty dope. I actually really like him. He's okay. new on the scene. He's from, I think he's like from Atlanta, like down south or something. But okay. um, one of his managers is Coach K. Okay. Um, he's pretty deep in the game. And he has said that he's not going to like looking he's not looking to get little Yachty signed okay they blew up off of like streaming services like yeah. SoundCloud mm-hmm. and they're not looking to get him signed because they're doing such a great thing with that movement yeah so it's like yo streaming is the future exactly
0: not only is streaming is the future but being on the independent grind is the future as well mm-hmm. and you get most of a return back like you get about like maybe 70% of your investments return whereas with a major you owe them money like they're like OSAP yeah. basically and I feel like a lot what of people yeah trust me like they're coming <laughs> to get you yeah. <laughs> And I think a lot of people don 't understand that, mm-hmm. like you have artists like Tony Braxton who 's in debt to I think Sony or something like that, mm-hmm. and people don 't understand that you know once you 're signed to a label you 're kind of shackled to them, and you have to make your your rounds basically in order to make that money back yeah so with an independent artist, sure they might make you know maybe one hundred thousand k per year, but we can 't be saying only because to make yeah. six figures a year you 're doing something right okay well, no matter your profession
1: well, some of them do like pop, but um, I know for- Nori, he was on um, one of the podcasts as well that mm-hmm. I listened to, and he had said that he's independent right now, and he likes it because there's only, say, 12 people in the company, and mm-hmm. he has everybody that he needs to do focusing on whatever aspect that they're handling <laughs> of his projects, mm-hmm. but when he was with the big label, I think he was with Def, Def Jam. yeah. yeah. Um, he said that there was just too many people and nobody wanted to communicate. Exactly. And so they were trying to book him for different things mm-hmm. on the same day. And yeah. it's like, they're just not as committed. So exactly. with independent, there's obviously um, the perks, but then there's also the things where you have to pay for your own travel yeah. and all that, right? Exactly. So I understand like why people want to go big and then I understand why people want to go independent. Yeah. And it really comes down to your preference.
0: Your preference, yeah, exactly. You know what, we're going to get into all that and a whole lot more, but... Over here on Cool Radio, we like to play some games with the guests. You know, we got to, uh, you know, get a little interesting. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, without further ado, ladies and gents, the first game that we are going to play is one called Cool or Uncool. Now, pardon me. The track in the background that I have right now is a track from the 90s uh, from a group called Diggable Planets, okay. and this is like their hit single called Cool Like That. Okay. So, of course, you got to play in the background, <laughs> set the mood, and what have you, right? <laughs> so, with that being said, I have a list of scenarios that I'm going to list off to you, okay. and you're going to tell me if they're cool or uncool. Okay. And feel free to elaborate on your reasoning for your decision, <laughs> all right? Got so, done. with that being said, let us begin. Yeah. <laughs> the toronto raptors finally reaching the 50 win mark in the season for the first time in franchise history cool or uncool
1: that's cool as hell i was there first of all so you know i was a part of history <laughs>
0: Ooh, clap 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 for that it's yeah. been a long time it's been 20 years right? literally
1: so oh, i'm God. happy as much as success as toronto in general and the toronto rappers can get like yeah. you know do your thing
0: exactly exactly we're gonna keep it moving um The iPhone going back to the smaller size, cool or uncool?
1: That's weak, yo. (laughs) Listen, first of all, that's weak, but I am team Samsung. Okay, okay. I got that S7, you know, the one that just launched, so I'm off the iPhone right now. (laughs) Are
0: are they paying you for promo right now? Is that what's happening? They are still. Don't kill me. Beyonce <laughs> is so appreciated. I freaking love it. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. You, know,
1: you gotta plug it when you can. <laughs> of course, of course, of
0: course. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, Batman versus Superman. Cool or
1: uncool? The movie? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen but it? Okay. I like Marvel stuff, so I'm okay. going to say it's cool, but even though the reviews are kind of weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the fence, man. I can't actually commit to cool. Sorry. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough.
0: I, I get you. Like, for me, I'm going to say. Just because I had high expectations for it, I'm going to say yeah. uncool. Just because. And, and you were listening earlier in, man. I just felt like it was way too convoluted. Yeah. But I'm going to say this Marvel, their movies are way better. And I feel like they do a better job of making all of their superhero characters mm-hmm. feel important. Yeah. With DC, they've only made Batman, Superman, and up until now, Wonder Woman feel important. Yeah. No one really cares about The Flash or Green Arrow or no. Ma- Martian or any of them. No. But. You ask them about Spider-Man, they care about it. Yeah. You ask them about Captain America, they care about it. Hell, Black Panther, he hasn't even had his own movie yet. And people are foaming off in the mouth of him, including myself, you know, because he's an African man, you know, Prince of Wakanda, what have you. Fictional nation, but it doesn't matter because he's still you African. <laughs> so anyhow, P.O.P., hold it down, you know. <laughs> but nonetheless, let's keep it moving, though. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, uh, the Daredevil series, cool or uncool?
1: Um. I'm Seen any of them? Oh,
0: yo, they, they just finished season two. I guarantee this will be one of the best shows you ever watched. Really? I Are guarantee. You sure?
1: I watched some dope shows.
0: Listen, listen here. It is a crime drama, basically. Okay. The fact, like, the superhero element is just a backdrop, basically. Okay. You almost forget that it's a superhero uh, okay. type of show. Type but of I do show. like superheroes. Like,
1: I, I feel th- like I should check it out. I think you should. I'm going to add it to my list.
0: I think you should. You'll do yourself you know. a great job of doing that if you do so. Trust okay. me. Like I'm hooked on that show. <laughs> um, the Golden State Warriors on pace to break the 72 and 10 records set by the Chicago Bulls. Cool or uncool? I'm all
1: for that, okay? Okay, okay. I'm all like, for that. I was like, <laughs> wait, <I was laughs> wait, <I was laughs> wait, what's she going to say? What's she going to say, though? No, I am all for that. Like, mm-hmm. as much as Chicago is the bomb, the, you Of course, know, of course. History's I there. I am ready for a new history to be made. Mm-hmm. Like, that team is unbelievable. Steph is... Like goals, him and his family is family goals. So oh yeah, I'm all for it.
0: Exactly. I mean, I feel like that that record's been around for so long, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, records are made to be broken. Yeah. And this team has a very well cohesive place team, and they had a chip on their shoulder <laughs> ever since when they won the title last year. People thought that they had an easy route. No. So if anything, let this be the result. Yeah. They let, gotta prove
1: people wrong. Let like, them be
0: great. You know. Yes. Let them achieve history. <laughs>
1: I'm all for greatness. Exactly. So it's super cool. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that as well. And one more. um Toronto's latest nickname of the six cool or uncool
1: um I'm gonna say it's cool
0: okay okay cool it, li-
1: it's get you know no no go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> I travel a lot right yeah, yeah. so when I go to other places other people recognize the six mm-hmm. it's something that TDOT never really like stuck exactly so I'm I'm cool with it
0: all right proper we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that we're gonna leave it at that now we got one more game to play actually okay And this one's a state, (laughs) And this one is called I'd Quit the Game. So with that being said, let's play that. Every second, every minute, (laughs) man, I swear that she can get it. Okay, so in this game, in an alternate universe, actually, you are the eligible bachelorette. Okay. Okay. So you're wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing,
1: <laughs> jet flying,
0: limousine riding, all that good stuff.
1: What do you mean I already do that? Oh, yeah. wow. Bob,
0: Bob, 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 Bob. Bob, that was the greatest response I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this universe, you know, Even though you're doing all that cool stuff, um, (laughs) hashtag, um, there comes a point in every man and woman's life where they've got to quit the game. They've got to sell it down, have the family, the nice white home with the white picket fence, tire swing, apple pie cooling (laughs) on the windowsill, Spud McKenzie dog, all that good stuff. If you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked, who would you quit the game for?
1: Oh, man, I'm scared.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be scared now. Um, Would you quit the game for Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson? Or would you quit the game for Chadwick Boseman?
1: I'd have to go with Dwayne because I don't know who Chadwick Boseman is. Have
0: you seen um? Have you seen what's it called? Um, the uh, why is it losing my mind right now? Oh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Have you seen that?
1: No. Oh, uh, yeah, I did.
0: He's like the main character in it.
1: Okay. Um. How about the How about the
0: James Brown film? Did you see that one?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna still have to go with the uh, Rock. Okay. I was a really big fan of him when I was growing of up. Of course, so of course. He might be a little old. It doesn't matter. It's cool. It's cool. Men are wearing that apparently. Anyways, the rock is
0: (laughs) the rock is my boy. You know, I got I got to go with the jabroni, beating pie eating trailblazing, eyebrow raising, most electrifying man. in All sports entertainment. You know,
1: and he has a really good come up story. He does. He does. I
0: love it, and he's still hustling because WrestleMania is this weekend, and he's going to be a part of it. He's going to be in the movie with Kevin Hart and everything. So I can't wait to see that one. So honor roll. He, he is. He's there. And I was proud to say that I dressed up for him Halloween this past year, so okay. no shade, no shade. <laughs> I got the belt and everything. I, I was Dang. killing it. It was on fleek. <laughs> but nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we still got Alicia West in the building, a.k.a. Ace. And yes. when we come back, we have our stories for today. I'm talking about Trip Talk. But before we get to all that, we gotta get some more music. And this one comes from a Canadian boy by the name of Tory Lanes, And he is going to be one of our topics of discussion after the break And this one is called Blow So keep it locked This is Cool Radio We'll be right back after these messages Yeah Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to the show You are now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM And on the World Wide Web At CFRE Radio.com It is your man GM Cool And welcome back to Cool Radio I still got the homie Alicia West A.K.A. Ace in the Hi. building You already know what it is <laughs> And it is time for Trip Talk. So that's three topics in three minutes. And we're going to break down the latest and greatest that happened within the week of hip hop culture, pop culture, sports and all that good stuff in between. So with that being said, let's get into it. (coughs) Pardon me. So. The first story on the deck is Quentin Miller. So, in an interview with Vlad TV, he revealed that Meek Mill and his entourage assaulted him outside a Nike store uh, some time ago. Okay? Now, he went into detail about the events that took place at such Nike store. And, basically, Meek Mill, he kind of got wind of this news, and he tried to deny it, of course. But, according um, to... Mr. Quentin Miller, uh, he did divulge, divulge, pardon me, some information about the incidents that took place, and this is what he said, and I quote: "Yeah, it's true. They caught me at the Nike store. He, as in Mill, approached me, and this was my first time talking to Meek. Pardon me. He said he didn't appreciate the letter I dropped and how it made." It seemed like he was a liar and whatnot. And then they effing stole off on me in the Nike store and ran off. I shed blood in the Nike store. Interesting. I don't know if that's a rap lyric or whatever, but nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bars. Bars, bars son. <laughs> but um, basically, Meek Mill uh, retorted back and saying how he's just talking lies and stuff like that. So, based on this, uh, what do you think, in your opinion, took place?
1: Man, Weak, Meek definitely did it because he's weak as hell. Yeah. Meek
0: weak is so... Mill. Oh, man. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> no, he's so petty and mm-hmm. he's so childish and everything else. So I'm not surprised if he really did do it. Yeah. Um, I heard that he's very salty over the fact that Quentin Miller had said, no, mm-hmm. I didn't write the song for um Drake. We wrote it together. Like, we exactly. collaborated on it. Yeah. So he's salty that he pretty much has Twitter fingers and he ruined his own career. Exactly. (laughs) That's all it is. And
0: there's also a rumor going around that he initially asked Quentin Miller if he could ghostwrite for him, basically. So I think that... Oh, yeah. So if that is the case, and that just adds another caveat to the situation Mm -hmm. about him being petty and what have you. And let's not forget that Tory Lanez has even said that he has written for Meek Mill as well. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a, a situation of the pot calling the kettle black, basically, if you're going to accuse Drake of ghostwriting.
1: But, I mean, at the end of the day, when... Regardless what industry you are in, yes. if you have a brand, you need a team to back exactly. it up and take it to the next level. Exactly. Drake is not the only person that's gonna have people writing for him. Mm-hmm. Like the best of the best, have people writing. That's what you need. You need writers. You need producers. You mm-hmm. need every single person mm-hmm. on your team, and you need a solid like solid people to do it. So yeah. I don't understand what's the problem with it. Exactly,
0: this. and this is the problem with some rappers. They're still in that old school mentality of you gotta write your own stuff all the time, all the time. When in actuality. <laughs> Rap is now a part of the music business. It has been a part of the music business for such a long time. And in the music business, you have yourself. You can write your own stuff too, but yeah. you're gonna always have a team of writers to write along with you. Mm-hmm. And they may not write all of your material at times, but they will contribute to the mm-hmm. writing process so that it's not as strenuous on you. Because chances are, if you're on the level of Drake, you're not gonna have time to write every single thing. You need to have that team around you to help support you in he still that has cause. To do
1: other things, he still has to make appearances and whatever the case may be. Like exactly. I'm sure he has- Has his hand in a lot of things Exactly I don't know I just never really understood Why he was complaining It's not like it was A freestyle battle
0: Exactly He
1: got past the paper To like rhyme it Exactly It's a produced song Yeah Like Now I
0: I get it in the context of rap Like Mm -hmm. there's in other genres, you're measured by on certain merits. Like As a singer, you're not really measured by your lyrics, but more so on the picture of your voice and how far you can carry it. Yeah. When it comes to being in like a rock band, for example, how well you can kill the instruments, basically. Yeah. And rap, it's all about your lyrical ability, basically. Everything else is peripheral. Mm-hmm. So I understand it from that standpoint, but it's not like a situation where every single tire... Piece of catalog in Drake's discography was ghost written by someone else. Yeah, yeah, but
1: it it doesn't all need to be written by him. Yeah, if he touches it, sure, that's it. Like at the end of the day, he's a superstar and Mm -hmm. he's presenting it, and that's what we buy. Like
0: exactly. Like if someone were to tell me that all this material is written by someone else, then I can understand why people would have an issue with that. But I would say maybe a small percentage of this stuff was written by someone else or co-written, and even then, I'm not gonna you know Mm -hmm. throw a tantrum about it. Like even uh, Magic Jordan revealed that just hold on we're going home was written by them it was originally for them but they sold the song to drake because drake wanted to make it a lot bigger than what it was and it actually benefited them as a songwriters because now they're getting placements for different artists to write for as well so it's a win-win situation at the
1: end of the day they have the credit for it exactly they get a check
0: for it in the mail every single time it plays plays. and
1: it's gonna play more being drake's song than what it would be for their song exactly
0: and wow, they got to look at the bigger picture from the business standpoint some, of the music industry.
1: Some people like Meek Mill are just small-minded and they don't understand like, the overall scheme. It's a business. At the end of the day, you mm-hmm. need to know how to monetize. And if you don't know how to monetize, then you're losing. And exactly. that's all he does. He takes out. So.
0: And Meek Mill, just like the rest of Philadelphia, <laughs> stays losing. Thank <laughs> God for Kevin Hart, the yes. film Creed, and Kyle Lowry. Because they are the only Excuse three, me, and three Will people. Smith. And Will, Thank you, and Will okay. Smith. He's always winning. And there's somebody else. No, there's no one else. It right. can't be no, anyone else. Who not it's not Beatty Siegel, I know that much. No, there's another there's
1: another person, but I can't remember it. Right
0: <laughs> okay, now, so. well let's just stick with the big four of Will Smith, Kyle Lowry, the film Creed, and Kevin Hart, because okay. they are the only four people from Philly that are winning. The Sixers aren't winning, the nope. Phillies aren't winning, nope, the Eagles aren't winning, nope. And Meek Mill is definitely not winning. You so let's add, with that. <laughs> Exactly. So with that being said, let's move on to somebody who is winning, shall we? And they come by way of Brampton, Ontario. And I'm talking about the man Tory Lanez. Now, not in this situation, however, because Tory Lanez was at the South South by Southwest concert in Texas. And basically he incited a riot. Now, after he didn't agree with what some security officials were saying, apparently, uh, he began to become very agitated, and then he said the following to the crowd, and I quote, everybody come closer, be at security. So basically, these words basically incited the riot, and a lot of people were starting to throw stuff in basically, and there were some people injured uh, in the entire melee. So- Multiple people were arrested, as a reporter saying, via HipHopDX.com, mm-hmm. and the venue and concert promoters are considering legal action against lanes. Oh. So, with that being said...
1: Does he have the bread, though? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs>
0: that's one thing we got to consider. But nonetheless, what's your take on this?
1: I think it's dope because <laughs> <laughs> time for some action <laughs> i think it's dope because like tori lane's um from what i've seen through clips on like social media mm-hmm. and whatever else he really knows how to perform and that's what i've heard that mm-hmm. he's willing to go above and beyond for his por- per- for performance his performances and stuff yep. so i think it's dope that he can even have her like mm-hmm. that's not a good look exactly right um I just hope he can pay for that bill if they want to like sue or. Uh, even know
0: if this guy's even signed at that point, right? Yeah, no,
1: he's on the come up, so I don't mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. But it's yeah. like they say, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. Exactly. So. There you we'll go.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. See, <coughs> I appreciate the fact that he is on his grind and he mm-hmm. is making himself a household name in the process what I don't appreciate is the fact that he has so much power and influence and he kind of took that moment to kind of abuse it basically yeah. now I get it we're all young we all make mistakes we're, when we're in that kind of limelight but at the same time you gotta know when to be responsible if you're having disagreement with the security I get it sure but yeah. don't you know use your power for the greater evil so to speak mm-hmm. and then turn it into a melee in which innocent people are getting hurt that's all I ask of ask yeah. of a uh, it-
1: and unfortunately, it's gonna be something that sticks with him. So yeah. when he does go to other venues and stuff like that, they're gonna kind of be like, "But you did start a riot, so I don't know." Exactly. Trust you. So it does suck, but I just really appreciate that the, his fans mm-hmm. are like that down. Passionate,
0: him, right? exactly. That's yeah. It. But exactly. other than
1: that. He's taking it out. Exactly. Yeah, he has to. <laughs>
0: he has to. Uh, just for the sake of uh, partialness, basically, yeah. right? Uh, or impartialness, I should say. Pardon me. But nonetheless, you can do better than that. We know you can. Anyways, final story, and possibly the most confusing story of all, in my opinion. Uh, this three-way love triangle between Kaylani, Party Next Door, another Canadian, and Irving, uh, NBA superstar for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. Now, basically, the main thing that's kind of surrounding Kalani. Opens up about her attempted suicide, basically. And this all stems from the fact that she had a prior relationship with Party Next Door. However, so I, I guess some turned gray in ships, so be it. So, she started dating NBA superstar Carrie Irving. But then, somewhere along the way, she had to go back to Party Next Door, basically. And because of that, she got a lot of backlash from people at, in, on uh, social She you know is an adulteress and what have you which mm-hmm. led her to contemplating suicide as she was in the hospital which was photographed so basically she's just getting this whirlwind of, of criticism and controversy and the party next door was right by her side as well and even prior to that there was a photo of her holding hands with him and they're in the bedroom and the caption says something along the lines of i still got my main woman back or something like that
1: got my r&b girl back there we go man. yeah <laughs>
0: but nonetheless um what's your take on the situation
1: um, it's a very sticky, sticky, sticky situation uh-huh. because um, Kehlani is a really young girl. She's mm, only 20, 20 years old. Yeah. And what she's going through is like real life problems. Mm-hmm. At the, at one point or another, we've all been through some type of sticky relationship. Yeah. And so <sighs> what I got from it is that her and P&D were together, which I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those, I guess, first deep... Loves, yeah. and I'm assuming he didn't treat her right, yeah. So they went their separate and she found a better man, Kyrie. We're assuming he's a better man, yeah. Um, and it was like her best friend, she fell in love with her best friend, yeah. But as usual, like love stories go when you're that young, you mm. usually go back to your ex because you're not smart enough yeah. to live, male or female, mm-hmm. but because she's female, um. And It gets they, spun
0: a certain they, way, basically. They
1: assume that she and addressed the rumors and everything like that on Twitter last night. I think it was, mm-hmm. and he said that they weren't together at the moment. Okay. When they Assume that because if you go on Kari's Instagram, her pictures are still there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just feel bad for it multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. Like she can't take that criticism. criticism and yeah. like these people <clears throat> reaching out to her like <clears throat> that. Um, social media is a cold world. Yeah. They're ruthless, right? Yeah in on her exactly um which led her to attempt suicide um like guys shouldn't be the ones controlling us exactly like guys I agree. should never make us feel like we don't deserve to life it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal like no mm-hmm. guy in this world is worth it mm-hmm. um, a lot of females don't do that like i've mm-hmm. had friends who are like go through that situation currently before whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and they just don't see it they get so blinded by like love hmm they just and don't the realize, idea way like, that their life is very valuable.
0: Exactly. That's the most and important so, thing. Yeah. That's
1: what really hurts me. Yeah. And so I wish that the general public would realize that this yeah. girl is going through it and not like, yeah, she's young and mm-hmm. she's going to go through it. Exactly. And just to support her instead of like dragging her through the bus.
0: Exactly. And like, I feel like, you know, the meaning of like self worth or the message of self worth actually, it goes both ways, not just for women, but for men as well. Like, mm-hmm. no girl should ever have to put you through to a point where you feel like offing yourself that's never that yeah. serious and i feel like when it comes to social media with younger celebrities mm-hmm. uh, specifically they cannot let that get to them like me personally like and i can say this easily because i'm not in that situation yeah. but if i were a celebrity of that magnitude i wouldn't even pay attention to social media yeah. it, the only time i would is if i'm posting something that i want to share with my fans basically mm-hmm. but i wouldn't read i wouldn't go through every person's post and just have an outbreak like i don't know why wale for example let's Social media posts get to him and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Even my former host of the show or co-host of the show, Jay Kareem, he added Wale and Wale responded back to him, which was kind of out of left field. But nonetheless, I feel like social media should just be used for marketing. If you're an artist, basically, Mm -hmm. if you want to go out and kind of connect with your fans, it's fine. But don't take the time in reading every single negative comment. If anything, just focus on the positive comments that you're getting from your fans because you Mm -hmm. do it for them. You don't do it for the trolls or whomever are trying to bring your brand down, basically, Mm because they're just looking for
1: attention. And yeah, attention is the biggest thing. That's what they want. But Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like just because we're a younger generation and we kind of like grew up on the social... Well, not really grew up, but it hit us in prime time. Yeah. Like in our teens or whatever, or even early 20s if you're older, over a certain um, Mm -hmm. age. But it's just been such a part of our lives that we're like, okay... Um, we turned to it's Twitter. secondhand we, basically like the fact that she posted her, her picture of her in her bed and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, okay, you, you know, don't bringing need awareness, do but no, like yeah. you're doing it too quick. You're like, maybe you do want people to sympathize and just be like, okay, stop. And I understand you like sharing your message. You definitely should, Yeah. but maybe not right now. Exactly. Like, just handle yourself. Make sure you're good before you go to like social media that is clearly going to rip rip you anyway
0: exactly and just before we go on to like the uh next topic basically um i just feel like when it comes to personal moments like Mm -hmm. you being in a hospital bed for example or just having an intimate moment with your significant other that does not need to be on social media like there are certain things that you can do on social media and certain things that need to be left out of it Mm -hmm. me personally i wouldn't even share that type of information because that's for me and the people around me in that moment so i think party next door was kind of wrong for that in my opinion but nonetheless <laughs> wanted attention exactly must be, must be he, dropping
1: an album or something exactly basically right <laughs>
0: probably next door out next week whatever but nonetheless we're gonna keep it moving and i think it's that point of time to uh get old school so on that note uh ace hey, are so you ready to get old school
1: yes you know
0: ladies and gentlemen 90s
1: baby <laughs> exactly timeless
0: exactly ladies and gentlemen it is time for the old school throwback thursday track of the day let's hit it you already know, people. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter at GM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know what you want to be played for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. Now, I know we are reaching the overtime edition, but nonetheless, it just means that we have a lot of good stuff to talk about.
1: I'm all about the OT, you know? Right, right. <laughs> we
0: might go to triple overtime if we have to. But nonetheless, last week. I really wanted to do this song in particular, but I couldn't because again, inclement weather conditions. But nonetheless, last week, the entire hip hop landscape and even to a certain point, pop culture as well, was hit hard with the passing of Fife Dog, one of the founding original members of legendary rap group, A Tribe Called Quest. A music group that I personally grew up on my brother and sister put me on their albums and all their singles and because of that I felt like I grew up with said group now Everyone was shocked at the passing, and and, uh, the reason of his passing was due to complications of diabetes, and he passed away at 46. I, for one, am proud to say that I actually got to see Fife Dog perform last year before his untimely demise. So that's a moment that I will never forget, and I will cherish that forever. But nonetheless, uh, Fife Dog has been celebrated Immensely throughout hip hop circles uh, um, My man uh, Pharrell He has talked about greatly about how If there was no A Tribe Called Quest there would be no Pharrell Kanye West's rap style When he first came into the game was very reminiscent Of Five Dog with the witty punchlines And the clever wordplay and what have you So with that being said We are going to play one of their most famous Records of all time and this record Comes from their 1993 classic album And my personal favorite Midnight Marauders and this record is Entitled Electric Relaxation so, keep a watch. We will play this record, and when we come back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So, keep a watch. This is Core cool Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassi, and Nanny. Oh, your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. J Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. This an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience,
1: I had an amazing time.
0: Stay tuned for the hottest the news, hip hop, entertainment, and everything.
1: Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM
0: Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Woo. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You are now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at cFREradio.com Radio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and we're back with Cool Radio. We are in the Overtime Edition, uh, but nonetheless, we're not going to keep you guys waiting. First and foremost, I still got my homegirl, Ace, in the building.
1: Yes, I'm out here, you know, having a black.
0: We out here. Don't know. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, I am not going to keep you guys waiting. So with that being said, it is time. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster, and this one's an interesting one because we haven't done a sports one in a minute, but nonetheless, this one is so appropriate. It's so necessary. Ladies and gentlemen, the Wankster of the Week goes to none other than Los Angeles Lakers point guard D'Angelo Russell now Mr. Russell is getting the wankster this week because of the fact that he leaked a personal conversation that he was having with his teammate Nick Young aka Swaggy P. I don't understand the, the meaning of that nickname but anyways I digress Me either. Uh, right uh, so they basically were in a hotel room of some sort and they were basically discussing relationships and what have you. Now, in that conversation, it was actually being videotaped, uh, unbeknownst to the knowledge of Mr. Swaggy P. And within that conversation, in the topic of relationships, he divulged that he had cheated on his current fiance, who is also a well-known hip-hop artist, Iggy Azalea. <laughs> now, when the news broke out, or sorry, when the video leaked... For example, everyone found out, including Igazelia, in which she called off the engagement. And then basically, everyone just alienated this guy, players, teammates, staff, and what have you. And there are even trade rumors that are looming around now, basically. So uh, the man known as D'Angelo Russell, the rookie who's 20 years old, uh, basically made an apology earlier today about the entire situation. But nonetheless, here's the thing right here. When it comes to just people in general, whether you guys are coworkers or friends or what have you, if you decide to share personal information with said person, it should be between you and that other party. No other people should be allowed to know about what type of conversation you guys had unless both of you guys have consent from one another. Beyond that, there shouldn't be any other exceptions, especially in the context of sports. Because the thing is, when it comes to players in any type of team or any type of uh, team environment – what goes on in the locker room, so to speak, stays in the locker room. And he broke that code as a teammate. It doesn't matter if it's a male thing or a female thing. And it doesn't matter if Swaggy P was, you know, wrong for his act of adultery. That is up to him to tell his significant other in which way he did. He does not, he does not need to put it on a public pedestal, nor does he need to have anyone else put it on a public pedestal as if there's some sort of social vigilante, so to speak. So for that mistake... D'Angelo was wrong for it and he's right to be alienated and ostracized from his teammates because at the end of the day, you're not going to earn anyone's trust on the court or off the court afterwards and you're only going to make your career that much more difficult. Now, granted, you are 20 years old, you are a rookie, so you still have much more growing to do, but this is more of a common sense thing and just even outside the realm of sports, you shouldn't be divulging anyone's private information nor should you even be recording it because the bigger picture of this all is why are you even recording the conversation in the first place which leads many to believe that you cannot be trusted so it is with that being said that i must give you the wankster so do you deserve this wankster of course you do and we're going to drop that wankster on you one more time just like this ace your take on the matter
1: Oh man i feel bad for the kid man (laughs)
0: no i don't feel bad at all one bit
1: for the kid but I mean at the end of the day yes locker room talk is locker room talk whether mm-hmm. it's actually in the locker room or not like that's somebody you have to play with I know I've played with best, like ball players for years mm-hmm. so it's like whatever we say like we we wouldn't necessarily go and tell, like another girl and run to him, exactly right? we, we kind of just kept it to ourselves mm-hmm. um, it's like some type of trust but at the end of the day like low-key us ladies we need us a d'angelo in our lives like we need that secret friend that's gonna arrive for us and like catch these guys but you
0: know what the joke is if the tables return you wouldn't want any guy divulging your type of business though you know that you know that you know that (laughs)
1: just need to learn how to keep your mouth shut (laughs) hey
0: man it's all about equality at At the the end end of of the the day. day
1: like swaggy p was bragging He's bragging about being with a 19-year-old, like okay, boy,
0: and under, understandable. Why? You shouldn't be doing that, but at, at the same time, though, that's his choice to divulge the information to his woman if, if he was doing it or not. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's
1: true. I don't think it really should have got like released. Exactly, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know how it did. They're, they're saying a third party, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I, I just feel bad for the kid now because even though the Lakers suck. Uh-huh. He still has like another month of playing with them. Yeah, exactly. I mean? It's um, gonna get awkward. Swaggy P might not even be there next year, God knows. But is mm-hmm. still gonna be there. So
0: Exactly. And this is the kind of this is the guy that they are kind of pinning their hopes on, so to speak, as the future, right? Yeah. So they're either gonna trade away the people that he's not getting along with the most, mm-hmm. or if they're that desperate, then they might trade him for someone that they might see who has yeah. equal value, basically. If anything I feel like they should. he should have uh, confronted Kobe about this because Kobe has a hand in, you know, kind of airing out other people's dirty laundry, so to speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, I feel bad for Kobe in general. Like, he is a grown-ass man dealing with these kid problems. Like, And they're losing really bad. I think their record is, like, I don't even know, ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, like one of the... Something in 50s. Yeah, like.
0: but, like does Kobe really care at this point I mean he's gone in like a I month right I know it's
1: his last but I just feel bad like being a veteran on a team and having to deal with these childish issues like going to locker room that's all they're talking about
0: true but at the same time though he's gone through those issues himself personally yeah, for sure, for sure. so that's why I don't personally feel bad for him because he he's been in be the center to, of it should like
1: I don't even know man <laughs> exactly I just wish him the best of luck I hope that he can get through the season and that they can oh get he'll
0: it. be fine he's enjoying his <laughs> swan song right now just waving I, to people like he's the queen or something,
1: yeah, yeah, no, but I'm even talking about like D'Angelo. I just hope oh, that he yeah, can get yeah. through the season because dang,
0: yeah, it's a tough roadblock ahead of him, but yeah, he'll find a way. He's only 20, It'll right? It'll be real
1: awkward, man. It'll be awkward, <laughs> but we'll
0: see what happens. But nonetheless, we have to wrap things up. But before we do, um, Ace, where can the people reach you on social media?
1: Ace online, uh, everything Ace online underscore on Twitter and Instagram, and Ace online with no underscore mm-hmm. at um Snapchat. You know, hit me up on Snapchat. I'm kind of funny
0: sometimes. All right, all right. That's what's up. <laughs> um,
1: and you can also check out my blog, JustAceIt.co.
0: Of course, of course. There we go. Ace, I want to thank you for coming through the show.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. I had a blast. No
0: problem. And you're welcome to come through anytime. You already know. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, you already know how we do over here next week. We will have my man Rochester, a.k.a. Juice, on the show. He's got some new heat, and we're going to talk about that and a whole bunch more. And uh, to follow me on social media, hit me up on Twitter at cool underscore radio. Also follow us on SoundCloud with the same uh, handle. Catch all past episodes if you missed out on any of them. The full audio will be on SoundCloud. Catch all the video clips on YouTube as well, cool underscore radio. And then like us on Facebook. At cool radio, no hash or uh, no underscoring that one. Um, once again, cool radio is a division of cool click media and entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Change is on the way, and I will explain that in the weeks to come. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>